here we go. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Stay for the Stories podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Elijah. Joining me today is a former track star, nomad, world traveler, recent New York City Marathon finisher, crossing the finish line in three hours and two minutes, Gabrielle Yatoro. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being on the show. Uh, very excited to have you. Um, okay, so off the bat, I have to ask, um, or really, I want to know more about your athletic history. I told you this up front is that it's surprising to me that, uh, spoiler alert, that you, you used to be a runner and a track star and up until recently just ran your first marathon. So um, yeah. let's dive into your history as an athlete. Walk me through childhood, moving, and your history into the sport of running. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, running has always been a part of my life, but you know, I necessarily wouldn't say it's the biggest part of my life, right? Okay. Um, growing, growing up, we weren't the family that, you know, would run like turkey trots all the time or like the five K's and, you know, like there are those families, right? We weren't mm -hmm. necessarily that type of family, but running started when I was really young. So I knew I, I knew I had it in me. I knew mm -hmm. I had a love for it. Um, but that that running was definitely instilled early on and that that came with moving around right and that's okay. what you kind of mentioned i've moved around a lot uh i grew up in texas and moved at least six times throughout childhood alone mm. and what always came as a common theme was running because of the communities we were in mm -hmm. uh it wasn't the running that necessarily made the community but if our you know neighborhood had some fundraiser there was always some race involved mm -hmm. that we would that my dad or parents would be like hey girls why don't you you know run that 5k and help mm -hmm. raise money for your community and that was really instilled in me in a young age and I nice. think that theme okay that theme continued that theme of running and that community mm -hmm. has stuck with me until today until this last marathon um but yeah I I did I didn't actually start competitively running let's say uh until middle school okay. we had a track cross country and track team in middle school when I was in Houston and um I decided to try out to run and my sister did it too I have a twin sister and we both were like you know what let's run let's let's try it out we, we think mm -hmm. we're pretty good at it we did it in middle school. And I'd say after my first year of running, we both looked at each other, my sister and I, and said, we're not doing this again. <laughs> we hated it. Oh, we wow. hated it. We hated it. Um, we, we, the competitiveness in us mm -hmm. uh, as twins. I was going to um, say, was it going <laughs> against each other or was it going against like the rest of the team? Was it like the, the um, sibling rivalry? A little bit of, a little bit of both. Okay. And the sibling rivalry grew the older we got, uh, like yeah. for sure. And I think we almost knew that mm -hmm. the first time in middle school, when we raced against each other. Like we didn't really know our skills yet. So we were pretty similar, mm -hmm. but we both knew that running it's hard. Right. And as mm -hmm. a middle school, we were like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's do something else. Like running's too hard. We're too close to each other. Like we can't do it. So we vowed, we vowed that we would not do running again. So I really believe that after middle school, I was going to be done with running. Mm -hmm. um, then I moved and we got really competitive instead. So Texas is really known for tennis. 
So we no 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 no. Texas is known for football. Don't see. Okay, fair, fair. Okay, yeah. Oh, and also some context is that we both grew up in Houston and just figured that out. Um, so yeah, so you can't you can't call out like <laughs> Texas is known for tennis, and you're talking to me, the Houstonian, the Texan, and I grew up playing football, and that is actually what Texas is known for. Mm. Um, but okay, mm. we'll go ahead and say tennis. Let's go talk about tennis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what? You're you're right. It's not necessarily all about tennis, but I felt like tennis was a big deal. Okay. Um, so we were like, you know, let's dive into tennis instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a scrawny girl. I can't do football, right? <laughs> <laughs> So tennis was the tennis was the next bet. Um, right. So we got really into tennis. So then for a while, my sister and I were like, we we played doubles together. Like that worked out nice. Oh, cool. Like yeah. okay, we can use we can use each other at least mm-hmm. in tennis and like be this cool twin duo team in tennis. And then we moved to California, so we continued to move. And we decided in high school to continue with tennis. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, I don't know what it was to be fair, all jokes aside, but in all seriousness, we decided after our freshman year that we wanted to join the track team because of some guys mm, okay. <laughs> and that convinced us to join running again as we were like, you know what track let's do that to convince, you know, to like wow. maybe show off a little. So we dove back into running truly for, to impress for the guys, for the guys. Yeah, to yeah. impress, okay. to impress guys. So I got to say, to the guys I'm thinking about right now. Oh, thank wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for getting me back into the sport. Fast they forward to today. If it, was, if it wasn't for the guys in high school, you, who knew if you would have ran the New York City Marathon this past Sunday? That's what I'm saying. So we got wow. back into running and uh, I think we ran our first cross country race and our coach was like, whoa, whoa, whoa whoa, why are you playing tennis Mm. and why are you not running type Mm -hmm. thing? So she did this whole thing where she was like, all right, you can, you can run a couple races for us and still be on the tennis team, but just run a few for us just to score some points, you know? And with that, the rest is history in terms of we realized, okay, like I realized, I think I'm better at running than in tennis. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to switch sports, but we continued to play tennis all throughout high school. We actually, both my sister and I did tennis, which was in the fall, uh, fall and cross countries in the fall. So we were like two sport athletes in high school, which was kind of cool. And then we did uh, track in the spring. Uh, so that was really fun. And then I, my claim to fame was definitely in high school. Uh, definitely ran my fastest times in high school. As everyone is, the glory days, as we call yeah. them. Um, yeah, my claim to fame was breaking five minutes in the mile. Wow. That was how I got into into college. Uh, that's how nice. I got my scholarships to run. And then uh, then went into college and moved around quite a bit in college mm. as well. Went to University of Florida for two years. Decided to transfer to actually where my sister went to school in Nashville, Tennessee at Belmont University, which was another big D1 school to mm-hmm. finish out my running. Um, yeah, it was quite the journey. It was, it did, was a she, lot. did she also get like a scholarship to go and run in college as well? No, so we actually differed a lot in high school. Um, okay. I definitely got to the point where I, I, I was faster than her in high school. Oh, uh, oh here so- we go. She's going to listen to this episode and she's going to hear <laughs> Right, right. She's like, ooh, she has smack. Yeah. <laughs> no, she knows. She knows. But, okay. but don't worry. But don't worry. It goes back and forth. This is what I'm saying. This, okay. this competitive nature in us plays back and forth throughout literally up until this weekend, me running the marathon to be switch. Okay. Uh, I, I, I kind of surpassed her in 
in high school and went to run for a big D1 school with scholarship um, in college. And then she still went to run for a D1 school. Mm-hmm. She ended up being a walk-on, but oh, cool. in the best of ways, that propelled her to be even more successful, I think. Mm-hmm. Less pressure, mm-hmm. uh, more support as a walk-on. So she she actually then passed some of my records in college, beat me head-on mm-hmm. in a 5K race our senior year. Uh, she still holds that over me. Oh, she wow. has a faster wait, five. Wait, hold on. On that note, okay, hold that thought. So did, y'all went to two different schools, but y'all yeah. actually competed against each other when yep. it came down to like track meets. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's I quite feel like that, that is the most, like that's an intense stage. Like that is the spotlight ha- must have been on both of you. Sister, yeah. sister rivalry and like, yeah, two different you know, schools. The, the, the funny thing is, is I think we were so excited to separate from each other in high school mm-hmm. that when we went to college at two separate schools, I think we both didn't even tell other people that we had a twin, okay. which is funny, not because mm-hmm. we didn't want to. I think we were just so excited to finally do our own thing that yeah. when we did come together for the first cross country meet, it was at the Southern section, the SEC, or not the SEC, the South Regional Championships in Tallahassee, oh, Florida. Wow. Yeah. We came together and people were like, are, wait, wait are we, <laughs> why is there two of you? And people were losing their mother loving minds. Because <laughs> we were like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that's my twin. <laughs> did, I, did I not tell you this? Like, yeah. Did I, did I not come up? Mention? Yeah. So wow. that was, uh, and so we constantly went went back and forth um, in that, which that's was always wild. I think right. my parents hated that. It mm. kept them. They 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 didn't want to be anywhere near us after race days. Mm. They're like, nope, we're gonna let <laughs> them deal with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So look, I want to backtrack a little bit to high school tennis and cross country and track. So how how would you describe like your passions and interest in two, the two different sports? So like to give you some, like, for example, for me, I grew up doing uh, competing in martial arts and competing in football. So similar to you, I was the hybrid athlete playing two, two different sports, sometimes overlapping each other at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, having a balancing act with time, time management, where you dedicate your training. Um, and so what I did, I, um, I prioritized martial arts because it was my first sport. And then when I got somewhat successful and I won some titles and like I was seated and I did really well in that area, then I decided to stop pursuing martial arts and then go into football and just solely focus on football. Um, and then that led me into playing into college. So was that like a similar experience to you and your sister in high school where you got kind of successful at tennis and then you were like, okay, we, we, now we know what this is all about. We won some medals or some titles and now it's, let's pursue, let's get back into running outside of just doing it for the guys. Um, was it like, okay, we, we mastered one skill. Let's go and master another. Yeah. Um, you know what? No, I, I think I actually had a little bit different of an experience in terms of that. I think, the way I look back at it in high school, it, it was a, such a love for both that I couldn't, I couldn't choose, but that balancing act helped even out my passions. Okay. Cause I think a lot of athletes, sometimes we get too consumed mm-hmm. with one sport, right? Like when mm-hmm. we are too consumed in one sport, sometimes when we do bad in, in maybe let's say a race, you know, it, it takes a while to get back on that wagon and, mm-hmm. and get back. I think tennis and running, at least in high school was 
was a, a godsend in a way for me to balance out that if maybe I didn't have a success in running that I mm-hmm. could, I could go to mm-hmm. tennis and feel a different kind of maybe success or mm-hmm. a team because then when it came to college, all it was, was running. And mm-hmm. I think that's where my performances started to go back down was I, I was so consumed with running mm-hmm. that, um, that was, that was everything to me. And I think it, it helped to have two sports to, yeah. to realize, you know, there's more than just running out there because mm-hmm. sometimes we, and you can 100% love running with your full heart. But for me, I'm, I think I dedicate too much and I mm-hmm. become maybe a little bit too consumed by one thing that mm-hmm. mentally that was, it was nice to have two things. And, uh, and in, yeah. in terms of training, I think it helped because my fastest was in high school and, and tennis, you have that quick, you know, that agility, yeah, the agility, the, the fast, the short circuit kind of movements. Mm-hmm. And in the long run, I think it helped because I was super low mileage in high school. I ran maybe all of 20 to 25 miles a week in high school, mm-hmm. but that was my fastest. Yeah. Um, so I think it helped to have multiple skills rather yeah. than just yeah. focus on high mileage and be consumed by that. Mm-hmm. And in college, it was just mileage. So then I tried to go up and run 50, 60 miles mm-hmm. and constantly just kept getting injured. Mm-hmm. So I think it really helped to have those two sports. Yeah, actually. So now that you talk about it, that yes, I, I also agree that it could help being a hybrid athlete in your skill set and also with like your mindset. So the balancing act, I think that is that also is very much true. Like when I was training for football, I was all into football. But the second I the, the next hour or like if I was doing cross training and then I would dedicate that time to martial arts, then that time is all in martial arts. But I could split the two. And I think athletically and like in a skill set um standpoint like it helped me be a better athlete in both areas um and then it also did help with my time management my mindset where I focused my time on and how I focused my energy was one sport at a time not you know not having to focus at like oh, I'm playing two different sports at one time no I was dedicating this time this hour this training this game to football similarly right. doing the same for uh, martial arts and yeah I think for me um like I think how you describe tennis and running, they kind of do play well with each other. Like they blend nicely with each other when it comes to athleticism. For me, yeah. I think it was the same with martial arts and football. It made me a much stronger athlete, a quicker athlete, stamina wise, endurance wise. It made me a better um, football player and vice versa, like a martial artist. Um, so in high school, you did both cross country and track, right? Can you describe the differences in both um, in like long distance running on the track, short distance speed work um, and your interests and passions in both of those sports when you were growing up? Yeah. Um, Track didn't come till later. I feel like in high school, that was the first time I really understood what a, what a track race really was. Um, I got to say my favorite has always been track. I Mm. love a good track race. Uh, I think I really did love the speed aspect mm-hmm. of things and I say that only because my I think everyone knew it I was really mentally in my head uh, I was a really mental runner so mm-hmm. if I um if when it came to cross country or like longer distance races I mm-hmm. tend to my mind tends to creep up on me and mm-hmm. makes definitely it harder to run those longer distances so I loved a track race because it was quick uh you could you could really focus in there was there wasn't much Mm. to think about it was going around the track and you had splits you you know you knew what you wanted to do but 
cross country and track definitely vary. And it's not even just the training. It's, it's the team aspect too. cross country okay. is very much more team based. It felt you always would bond more when you were in cross country with your team mm-hmm. uh, rather than track, just because cross country, it was your scores were dedicated upon, you know, your five mm-hmm. to seven top finishers. Um, you traveled together, you raced races next to each other all together as a team and track you know, certain girls had certain distances that we would specialize in. You would have different training cycles. If you were training for the mile versus the two mile in high school, we weren't training with each other mm-hmm. most likely. So it, it, it was definitely the difference between training with your, with your team versus training kind of alone and mentally. Yeah. But I don't know. Sometimes that played well for me, but cross country, I loved it so much. Like that's why everyone was like, well, what was your favorite? And my favorite was cross country for the team aspect. Okay. We were really close to each other. We, you were side by side with your teammates the entire, you know, four months of the season. Mm-hmm. Track became a lot more individualized, but mm-hmm. the speed, the workouts were so tailored to you that yeah. I loved track in the sense that uh, you, it, was, it you felt like, you like to run fast, is what I'm getting. Yeah, at. it like, felt like more to run fast. Okay. Right, which is why I uh, steered clear of the marathon for quite some time. Mm, okay, <laughs> all right. So we can we can go into that. I, so okay, what did you race in and compete in high school in track, and then what also did you do um, going into college? Yeah, so high school I was definitely the eight hundred mile runner, okay. um, and then I would do the four by. They would always bring in the distance girls into the four by four because we had good because you know the sprinters they didn't want to do the 400 because mm-hmm. that was the biggest sprint right yeah but yeah. for us we were like yeah send us in for one lap to go fast absolutely like that's like a treat to us yeah. um actually you know i need to call myself out because i'm nodding like yeah 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 <laughs> and I, I never ran track in high school so like i need to call myself out right. um yeah okay but it makes sense though yes i totally understand where you're coming from i can put my put yeah put myself in those shoes um right. but i i grew up playing football so Yes, that makes sense though. Um, and so yeah, so you did eight hundred the mile four by four, um, and yeah, you like those um, those type yeah. of races. And then is that the same thing that you were doing when you went on to to, to run in college? That was the goal. That was the goal. So the okay. the goal was to go into college because uh, my claim, my great race that kind of got me into college was that mile. So mm. I knew though going into college, it was going to get more competitive. Everyone wanted to do the mile. That mm. was like, if you were a runner, if you were a collegiate track runner, that the mile was your, your, like everyone wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I got injured multiple times throughout college. Um, mm. And those shorter distances seemed less and less uh, likely for me, the training mm-hmm. was getting too difficult. Um, I kept re-injuring myself. So we switched gears in college and I became that runner where it was, okay, where should we put Gabrielle? We don't really know where she needs to go, but we're going to try her in every single race. Mm-hmm. So every year it was first, I was the 800 mile, my sophomore year of college, I was the mile 3k indoor 5k mm-hmm. outdoor. And then you know, my very, I, I'd like to say I ended my collegiate career with uh, quite the shocker. I had never run the 10K before. And they mm-hmm. were like, you know what, for her last race, let's throw her in the 10K and, and see what happens. And yeah. I think I think that's how I race my best. Ignorance is bliss mm-hmm. uh, because I went into the 10K 
scored for my team, ran a great time, and and that was it. And then I ended my collegiate career with a 10K. So nice. I can't say I was a 10K runner, yeah. but I did one of my best performances with never have done it, doing it before, really training for that distance and then mm-hmm. doing it. The distances became longer and longer. and uh, I never really found out where I wanted to go. And that translated into now where I still don't really know <laughs> where, well, I, okay. where I go. Uh, hold that thought because I do want to ask about you have raced recently and I want to talk about the races that you have done but one last question into college you briefly touched on this but I think you were hinting at at the fact that going into college it it was a little bit more political if not business like running compared to high school or even younger when it's more doing it for fun so I had this same experience playing football in college is that it is just that a little bit more political. You have to win games. You have to perform. Um, you're in that mindset that you're a football player. You're playing football, very much one dimensional, but it is up like it operates just like a business. So can you walk me through that experience from your end running D1 competitive racing track college? Walk me through that experience for you. Um yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, you're completely right. It became, it 100% became political. And that was so sad to look at later mm-hmm. uh, because I, in high school, I wanted to run D1. My dad had gone to University of Florida. So that was like, they were known for track. They just come mm-hmm. off of a national championship. And, I, and then I got the call from the coach and I was like, how could I not say yes to running D1 mm-hmm. for University of Florida? It was, it, it just sounded like the dream of a runner to do mm-hmm. that. And it, it did become that like check off the box of high school to running a, at a D1 school and, and having that reputation was mm-hmm. just, it sounded so appealing. And everyone kept telling me like, Gabrielle, remember when you go into college, think about if you didn't run anymore, you know, mm-hmm. will you enjoy that process, that school you know, if, if you didn't run anymore and, and mm. I couldn't even think that way. I was like, it, it's just running. Like I, yeah. I didn't even know, I didn't go in with a major. I didn't go in oh, with, wow. I didn't know what I wanted to even do. I just had running on my mind and it became, it became where I think each year I started to kind of lose that, that love, that passion mm. for running. It, it, it constantly became that. And so many collegiate runners go through that of why am I running anymore? Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know why I was doing it. it. It became, there was so much pressure on it. Mm-hmm. You, your coaches wanted you to run a time. If I didn't run a certain time, I wouldn't have certain, I would lose my scholarship. Like mm-hmm. it, it was scary. It was yeah. more like, I, I think I'm running to, to, you know. Stay in school or like I'm running for my school. life pretty much. Yeah. 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 And it really did feel like that at times when, you know, you were, and college is hard to begin with mm-hmm. and running in Florida. Like we had to wake up at 5 a.m. for practice before it got too mm-hmm. hot. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was like, why, why am I doing this type <laughs> thing? Like, why am I waking up at five in the morning? And mm-hmm. then, you know, and then I'm a pretty tiny girl and in, in, in like a, at university, we were doing like Olympic lifting as our strength training. Oh, wow. The crazy thing is we were doing it in the football, like the football weight room. And I'm just like, what what am I what am I a runner am I you know it became just confusing yeah and so and and then so I decided to transfer and it wasn't to go to school with your sister right 
Yeah. And it, it didn't even become about the running at that point. It was like an added bonus mm -hmm. that I had. It was still D1. If I was even still thinking that way, mm -hmm. that the coach had always wanted me because the okay. coach at that school knew Alexa and she had tried to recruit me. Right. But I said, I had a one track mind. Yeah, so yeah. my one track mind was university of Florida, university of mm -hmm. Florida. And I didn't really pay any attention to where she wanted to go. And that coach mm -hmm. and my sister would always be like, Gabrielle, like my coach, she, she will take you in whenever you want. Yeah. Like you, ha you have a standing spot on the team. Just say yeah. yes. And you're here. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then when the time came, you know what, that persistence of that coach mm -hmm. and my sister uh, got me there. I, I had no, wow. I was like, that's, I have to go there. Like mm -hmm. she wants me, like it almost was like that. I felt like I wasn't wanted there anymore at university mm -hmm. of Florida. Mm -hmm. And so to have a coach constantly after two years, still like, advocate for me still mm -hmm. want me to run for them was incredible so I mm -hmm. it was like a no-brainer and then I was finally discovering not only about running but the passion of what I wanted to do outside of running mm -hmm. which was social work and that's what that school had so I was oh, like cool. well this is perfect so it, it took a while and the and the love came back mm -hmm. but you know the older we get the cooler the coolest thing about it is running is just an added bonus to our lives mm, you know yeah, like we're all yeah. doing the things we're passionate it's like what you're doing now it's like you're giving runners a platform to speak but we've met because of the team we run on mm -hmm. and it's like running's that added bonus mm -hmm. and but what you do and giving us like this platform to do it you know it just it adds to the the fun of it yeah so it's, I, it's, the, just it's, definitely... the, it's the holistic view of the person slash athlete yeah, like we're not we're not just runners. We're not just a social worker or a photographer or anything and everything in between. Like you're not just one thing. Um, yeah, I mean, running like I'll give benefit like I'll give like kudos where it's where it's due. Like running is such a great sport. And you touched on this early in the episode was about community. And there's nothing like the New York City running community. If without it, you and I probably wouldn't have met the team. I wouldn't have been part of the team, vice versa. So like running, New York City running community is definitely uh, something to be proud of and like very grateful to be a part of. Um, but also like, it's not one dimensional. Like we all do so many different things. And yeah, that's a big part of what the show is for and about is to have that platform to be able to express the many different things that make us who we are. Um, so yeah, thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So when you transferred and you went to school with your sister, did you, were you still doing track? And at that point, did you still, were you running now alongside your sister and not as competitors? Yeah. So we, we did, she was running for Belmont university. And then, so I had gone on the team as well. So at this point, she, we were both in our junior year of college mm -hmm. and we both were running now on the same team together so those pictures of us together running on the same team again was was really cool I think mm -hmm. we had spent enough time apart where it was really cool to toe the line with her again mm -hmm. uh in the same uniform because we used That's to do that in cool. high school yeah. uh to have that same uniform on and to be there side by side was was really really cool and I think I needed that uh going into it so yeah we mm -hmm. we then decided yeah then we ran together for the next two years um nice. I had a fifth year so my last year we switched roles again where she became the supporter and I was the runner but that's when she decided to enter into marathon running <laughs> okay all right all right so let's let's go into that okay so um your sister um you mentioned she got into marathon running training can you I mean 
from your perspective as the sister, walk me through like her, her journey into uh, marathoning. And then um, did that influence you in any way to eventually run New York City this past Sunday? Yeah, um, she so she graduated and I still had a year of running. And I think she came off of a spectacular senior year. I mean, mm-hmm. she, she really went through the like talk about anyone that's had struggles in running. Like mm-hmm. her story is also just insane, her path to the end of her season. And so I think coming off of her spectacular last year uh, in college as a walk on to scoring for our team as well, she she came mm-hmm. off with this great fitness this just new love for running Mm -hmm. that I think made her want to then attempt the marathon it's like how you started off right you were like Mm, well how do you run in college and you know run your whole life and then not want to do the marathon next right you do all Mm. the distances marathoning is like that next that next step and she took that next step pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and it helped for her because I was still running in college as a fifth year and she still had the support of like our team. So we all still ran together. She, her training cycle was still with us. I was still running with her. So it really built her really nicely to run her first marathon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and that was her next goal. It was like, well, I did well in college. Like I ended well in college. I'm going to, I'm going to test that and do the marathon. So that was really inspiring to see so quickly after that. Cause I had the mm-hmm. complete opposite mindset. I, I finished college running and I told, I mean, I think I have an Instagram post about it and I don't make sappy Instagram posts often, but <laughs> I think I was like, yeah, I told everyone that I wasn't going to run after I graduated college. Wow. I was so over it. I was like, I don't think I'm going to run for at least a year. Like I'm going to take mm-hmm. off. I'm not going to run. And then we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And then I watched her run. I moved to New York and New York just sucked me right in. Mm. Like I don't, I was oblivious, had no idea the community New York had in running. Mm-hmm. I stepped in and someone was like, so who do you run with? And I was like, what, what do you mean? Like I'd been living here for like four years or four months at this point. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you don't, you don't run with anyone. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean run like, with who, someone? Who is, yeah, who is anyone? Right. Like, who, what are you, yeah, okay. Yeah, and it happened to be people from Brooklyn Track Club and they're like, well, you know what? We come, happen to be part of a group. A little, <laughs> and they're like, group come called, run with us. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's how I got roped into running again so, so quickly. <laughs> mm, yeah, right back into it. Like, like right yeah. back into it. It's crazy how things work out for sure. Um, so, but your sister, okay. So you moved to New York. Is this when y'all like y'all pretty much split paths? She went on the journey to marathon training post-college and, and, and is in California. Right. And you yeah. ventured off to uh, New York. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she was still living in Nashville. She works as a, she was working as a nurse at the time. And so she was working as a nurse and training for marathons. And that was kind of her thing. And, Mm -hmm. and I uh, graduated my bachelor's in social work and wanted to continue to get my master's in social work. So I decided to move to New York. Uh, So went to Columbia to get my master's in social work. And that's kind of where that journey split was. I was Congratulations, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I decided that I was going to get my master's, do that. So that was my first year. And that's what brought me to New York was, uh Columbia and their their master's program and that's where our journeys kind of split again so we were together for three years we were running together we were training together and then after I graduated I was like all right 
on to the next. Like, that's why I told people I wasn't going to run again. So I was like, you know what? Social work is a, like, let's go focus on getting that master's degree and, and running can now take a, a side step, mm. you know, to that mm. process. Um, but who was I kidding? Then I came to New York and I was like, well, <laughs> yeah. all right. So look at, before we jump into your experience running your first marathon, New York city this past Sunday, how did you, how did you get into some of these races that here in New York city? Like I know you raced in trials of miles. Um, walk me through, I, if I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know off the top of my head, the number of races you've done, which races they were, um, yeah. and what sparked your interest into getting right back into that, that competitive nature and racing again? Yeah. So, um, let's see my, <laughs> I have a weird, I had a weird entry into the New York running scene. Um, I, you know, I don't know why it is. I think I do things that I don't want to do. Right. So, Mm -hmm. and I don't know why I do it, but I came to New York. It had been a couple of months. I joined Brooklyn track club and I still told people like, listen, I'm going to run with you, but I'm not going to do races. Like mentally, mentally, I was not mentally. But Physically you were like, I know I'm better than y'all, but I'm not going (laughs) to race. Okay. Like, don't ask me. I know I'm fast. (laughs) This, I, this is my, my mile time. Like, I know what I can do. Don't right. try to convince me to race for you. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. I was like, I'm going to race. I'm going to run with you guys. I need that. But yeah. no, I'm not going to race. Right. And, yeah. and I joined Brooklyn and Tribe when I was, I was seeing people race and I was like, uh, you know, still not ready. Right. Mm-hmm. So I got onto New York Roadrunners website and I saw the massive list of races mm-hmm. you can do. And I was like mm-hmm. purely overwhelmed. I was like, Whoa, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And so I tried to pick the not only cheapest race, but the most inconspicuous race there was, right? I was okay. gonna enter in, I was gonna enter in the running scene like as as slowly as possible. Okay, and yeah. so I my first New York Roadrunners race and first race ever in New York was the cross country race at Van Cortland that they were hosting. It was the 5K tiny little you know, race, I think it was in October. So people were amidst marathon training, like oh, no other, right? So yeah. I was like, perfect time to sneak my way in because mm-hmm. everyone was focused. No one was going to do a cross country race at this point. Like I was like, okay, good. No teammates are going to be there. No like, one's going to recognize me. I no, can fly yeah. under the radar. Yeah. yeah, I borrowed a teammate. I did borrow a teammate's uniform just so okay. at least I could rep Brooklyn Track Club. Mm-hmm. And so be it, my first race, I ended up winning yeah i was gonna <laughs> say if i had a guess yeah if i had a guess <laughs> foreshadowing you you toasted everybody like you probably on the podium gold medal yeah. medal yeah you got it yeah and i had no idea right and also i hated cross country i don't know why i signed yeah. up for, i like was like never will i run a cross country race like those hills doing, doing the things you don't want to do and you win right. the thing and you win in the things that you don't want to do you did the 10k right. in college like never ran it before and all of a sudden you're yeah. winning and then now you're winning in in these cross yeah, i don't know i don't know what that is but maybe i need to keep doing things i don't yeah, want to i was do. gonna say yeah if there's something you like to do don't do yeah. that do the exact right. opposite and then you'll <laughs> win a lot more yeah Right. So I, so after that, people from Brooklyn Track Club were like, oh, oh, okay. Now, so you, you do run like, cool. Uh, yeah, all yeah. right. So you're not just the person that, you know, comes out of college and is like, you know, trying to, I was like, no. So then I did, I think I, I think the next race was Ted Corbett. It was a 15 K had never done anything like mm. that before. Um, yeah. And that was my longest distance to date that 15 K and and after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to go back town. Like, that was really hard. I'm going to go back to the 5Ks. And I think I raced maybe, like, five other races uh, mm-hmm. for New York Roadrunners that were all below, like, four miles. And then 
it started to get tough in 2019. I, I think I ran a four miler with the team. Uh, it was our first like women's competitive, like Brooklyn track club put together our first competitive women's team. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's when I, I hit a freak out again. I was like, this feels in, in the best of ways, right? I was running with the people that I loved most. And I was like, whoa, this feels, it's, you know, it was starting to get a little overwhelmed. I was like, okay, why am I doing this again, uh, right? Yeah. Am I doing mm -hmm. it to be competitive or am I doing it because I love to do it? And, and that was the, the last race where I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take another break. I'm mm -hmm. going to take another break and, and reevaluate why I'm running. Mm -hmm. uh, and so then I just stepped back and ran with Brooklyn Track Club just as the community Mm -hmm. uh and stopped racing for a little bit and then I ran my first half marathon that year mm. my first ever uh how was that a little longer distance not the, yeah, the usual a, 5k right and people were like how have you never run? again it was it was always that question of like I was like yeah I'm doing my a half marathon and they're like so you've run it right I was like no I've never even mm. run I've never run a half marathon you know like mm. Like, but you run I know but that distance that distance though yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was fun I did in my hometown or like my hometown in wait, wait. Wh which hometown at this point I don't know which, which hometown you're talking to so please clarify of the 20 places you've lived in right. which hometown yeah right um I say hometown is Huntington Beach okay. uh California because that maybe hometown and running maybe because that's where I did mm -hmm. it in high school and that's kind of where those miles really meant a lot to me. That's where I kind of really regained that love for it. So I went back to Huntington to run the half marathon. Uh, my high school is like right alongside the beach. So that oh, boardwalk cool. that that half mm. marathon was on and was like, nice. yeah, yeah, it was great. It was, it, I mean, I love, I love Southern California. I got to say, I know you love Houston, mm. but I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I was born in San Diego. So SoCal right. is in my blood. Um, I'm not over there as often as I'd like to be, but rooted uh, my roots are in texas for sure but yeah i definitely have a joy and a love for socal hopefully Fair. i can be back there soon yeah um Fair. yeah but i decided to run that half marathon and and that distance i see because i had watched my sister do the marathon mm -hmm. already once and then i was like you know what? I'll, I'll test i'll dip my toes in the water i'll, I'll mm -hmm. try that half marathon and i finished it and i was like nope Nope, nope. Well, I was gonna say, far. so walk walk me through that experience. How was it doing pushing the limits a little bit and going for a distance yeah. at the half? Oh my god, it was it was incredible, right? Because I ran 13 miles and I was like, whoa, like that's you, insane. But you also finished like, accomplishment. Yeah, you yeah, did. that that runner's high, you know, of course. But then I was like, that hurt. That mm. hurt so bad. Like, you know, that just and my competitive nature, you know, I don't think I don't train very well before big races. So I think I'd hadn't run much before that. And I was like, I'm just going to go out there and do my thing. And yeah. uh, was severely undertrained, but mm. uh, went out there and did it. It was, it was great. It just hurt. It mm. hurt that, that to push your body that far, that long to me, mm. I finished that race, just everything hurt, you know, but I, I felt great. But I was like, man, the people that do that, I mean, I had a whole new respect and, mm. and, after running just that 13, I was just like, wow, like Alexa, like to, for you to run, like for my sister to run a marathon, I was like, holy respect for you. I was like, I just mm -hmm. ran half that distance. Yeah. Can't imagine, you know, doing, doing that, that again, again, yeah. <laughs> after it's already 13 miles, like to yeah. wrap your head around that, like it, it blows my mind. And I run, you know, I've run so long and anytime someone's like, yeah, I'm running a marathon or yeah, I'm, doing, I'm like, you all are 
amazing because I know miles. Like I know yeah. miles, like I know what it takes to, and what just a 5k feels like. So when anyone was like, well, how, why haven't you done a marathon? I'm like, because I know how yeah. much it takes for someone to get to that, that respect for someone to run 20. I mean, it's no, it's no joke. Like I mm -hmm. think it takes a runner to know that. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and then the people that finally do get it understand. And mm -hmm. I was scared of that. Cause mm -hmm. I knew, I knew what it was going to feel like. So I think that's why I avoided it for, for so, so long. long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So right. Let's go right, right there. Um, what sparked your interest to go the distance to run a full marathon? And was there anything special or significant about doing it here in New York city as your first one? Yeah. So it was, it never was about, it was never about the running uh, to start with. So I, I work for a nonprofit called Girls Inc. of New York City. So we go in and provide after school programming for women all over the five boroughs. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I worked for them and they had, it was in September, they, we had our training, our all staff training. We were getting ready to go into the school year and they were talking about our fundraising, right? How our nonprofit makes, how we make money and mm -hmm. what our biggest fundraising tools are and what impacts us the most. And the New York City Marathon was actually one of our biggest fundraising events like that, that supplies 30 grand of our programming, mm -hmm. which is huge for us. And they were talking about it. And I was like, that, I mean, like, I'm a runner, like, I, I, I want to be a part of this, like, I work mm -hmm. for them. And then the, the, my coworker that is in charge of putting together our team for the New York city marathon was like, well, we have one extra spot we need to fill. And this was in mm -hmm. mid September. So people knew they were running this, right? Like mm -hmm. most people knew at this point they were going to be running New York. Like it's September. We had two and a half, you know, two months yeah. left. That's a short time. And, yeah. Yeah. And so, and I was like, is it too late for me to jump on that train to be that last team member? Just like we, we would love that. Like you'd be our first staff member to run for our organization. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'll take that challenge. Like, you know, I already worked for you guys, but, you know, sure, I'll raise that $3,000. Like, what better way to get into the New York City Marathon than to mm -hmm. fundraise for, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the people I work for. Yeah, yeah for, for the girls that are really inspire me because I had a run club for our after-school programming with, our, with the youth that I work with. Mm -hmm. So I thought you know what, I'm going to show them that I can run the marathon for them. Like they knew, like they know Miss Gabrielle runs, right? Mm -hmm. They don't really understand Miss Gabrielle runs. And like she runs, like she runs. <laughs> so I, I definitely wanted, I was like, you know, I'm going to jump on that. So in September, they were like, okay, you got two months. Good luck, raise the money, you know, <laughs> we'll see you every day. So we'll yeah. let you know. And so I, I really didn't even... I, I started it just to just to raise money for mm. my organization and go in through charity. And it never really hit me. I think the whole time I was like, wait, what I just do? Like, mm. you know, I just signed up to run a marathon and mm. I've, I've been putting it off for so long. But I thought, you know, what? I think that was that balance I was looking for. Right. Like mm. that. It wasn't all about the running. There was that balance of, well, if my heart starts to get overwhelmed by and like my mind starts to get overwhelmed by the fact that I'm going in it to it to be competitive mm -hmm. i knew that i was not only doing it to run but i was doing it for the cause that 
I'm passionate enough to work for. Mm -hmm. So there was that balance of, you know what, if I can't run it well, then I'm doing it for the cause that means so much to me. So there was that balance of it isn't, I'm not just going to this race, like any other race, signing up for it, looking for a PR. Mm -hmm. It was no, there was a whole other reason for me running it, which was not just a time. I was signing up for it. I was putting in the work to raise that money. I was sweating bullets at the end. I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it, you know, like Mm -hmm. this is going to be tough. And then, and then mid September, I ran another half marathon that I had planned on doing way sooner before there was my second half marathon, uh, got a PR, which was amazing, but injured myself, Mm. injured myself, no other. Uh, this was September. It was like mid September right after I'd signed up for the marathon, ran this half marathon and put myself out, like out, out. Like I, uh, I'd stopped running for two weeks cause I didn't know if I was sore or not. Like, again, I wasn't used to the distance. So I was like, well, I don't know. And then went to physical therapy, October 1st, went to a doctor. So I was like, okay, well I'm running this marathon in a month and I I haven't run in two weeks. So this is going to be tricky. Like I was running, I was helping Brooklyn track club with, with pacing for tracksmith, our long runs. And I couldn't do that anymore. And I was like, this is, it it, it hit a quick downfall really quickly. I was like, Oh no, Oh no, here we go. And I had, um, so I was diagnosed with the IT band syndrome and, Mm. um, hip bursitis. Uh, I've had hip issues before. It didn't come as a shock, but it Mm. definitely was not a good thing to hear at the time. Yeah. Even now, like at that time you just signed up for the marathon and then, yeah, Yeah. all of these things happen. Yeah. And it was, we had a month, a month to go. It was October 1st. And I was like, you know, I, I, I didn't even ask my physical therapist. I didn't want to tell them I was signed up for the marathon. So I was too mm-hmm. scared of what they were going to say. Uh, they told me not to run. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay, guys. Like, <laughs> no worries. I, I promise I'll listen. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so up until that month, up this, the last month of October, um, uh, it was, it was just a, I was running maybe two, two, three miles every couple of days, mm-hmm. but too terrified to, to train, to do speed workouts, to whatever, because it was just rough. So yeah. then this last month was just uh, that struggle of, am I healthy or <laughs> am I not healthy to do mm-hmm. this? So then when it came down to race day, though, you must have felt pretty good. Like you did, you, did, you must have done some PT or you must have recovered properly or like you felt good going into race day, right? Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't really necessarily hurting, but the thing was I wasn't hurting cause I wasn't running. Right. So mm-hmm. I was running, I think I ran, um, like 15 miles the last two weeks before the marathon, like in total. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fitness wasn't there. Right. But the, mm-hmm. but me, like my body was not hurting. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I know, I know I've pulled things out of my, like, I knew I could have done, I've, I've done some crazy races with no training. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> uh, I had some faith in myself that I could pull something out. Right. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know. I was like, well, I'm not hurting and I've never run 26 miles, but like, at least, at least I think I can use my natural, whatever that is mm-hmm. to, to get me through to the finish. And um, and before I had signed up to run with like the local elites when I was healthy. Right. And I still mm-hmm. had that bib number come not running for forever. So I definitely felt like an imposter at that point. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm standing on the line with teammates that, uh, have been training for months on months and yeah. like incredible. Right. And I was standing next to them like, all right, 
uh i'm gonna i'm gonna stay behind i'll see y'all yeah yeah i'll be cheering from behind yeah y'all good luck right yeah and everyone asked me like what's your goal time gabriel like what's your goal time i was like anywhere between three and 320 would be Mm -hmm. like a plus like like that means but it was truly like i don't even know because i hadn't run more than three miles at a time like if my hip was even gonna like survive that long so yeah yeah, and then i went to race day i I was feeling good right i was i mean how could you not like it it was new it was my home i had the hometown advantage Mm -hmm. everything about that (laughs) no no new new hometown new york city where you live now right i think yeah Yeah. so you're calling me out i just i call every place my hometown (laughs) yeah you go on vacation you go on vacation oh this is my new hometown for two weeks for a week yeah i'm gonna go to fiji and i'm gonna say it's my next hometown absolutely but i was just like new york i've got the community behind me i was i was pumped i was ready to go i was nervous as a hell like Mm -hmm. i was texting my sister like i take it back i don't want to i was like on the ferry going you could have asked her hey can you sub for me like no one's gonna know just run it for me that's what you could have done well i you know funny thing is is no no funny thing is we were gonna do that right i signed up for the 5k i signed up for the 5k the the abbott dash 5k before i knew i was gonna run the marathon Mm -hmm. and she was coming into town and i was like hey you could race for me and no one's gonna know <laughs> yeah. but doing that but we talked about it we talked about it and she could have easily hopped in yeah. and no one would have known right but um That's wild. yeah and I was feeling good and I was like you know what whatever it is it's gonna be like I knew the best thing about it was I knew no matter if I crawled across the finish mm. which would have been kind of epic too but like if I had crawled across the finish if I had finished in five hours right I I knew that whatever that time was everyone from like my family friends brooklyn track club like the community mm-hmm. was gonna be stoked for me no matter what like no mm-hmm. matter what it was it was my first marathon i raised all the money i needed to from like i was already like on cloud nine that yeah. i even get there that i knew that whatever time i finished in no one was gonna care right it's not about the mm-hmm. time you really finish in it's like how you do it like your yeah. journey to get there and I already was like so excited about it. And the people that were doing it were, I knew that whatever I did was going to be fine. Right. Mm-hmm. And then come race day, I don't know what happened. Don't know what happened. Don't know what switched in my brain, but that competitive nature in me kept me going. It like, I don't even, I remember looking at my watch, just thinking I'm running six, it was like 645 to 650 pace. And I was like, nice. This is what I, you know, the whole time in my head, I was thinking, because I told everyone, yeah, if I can run seven fly, like that mm-hmm. would be like, you yeah, should be concerned, but yeah. that would be good, right? Like, like maybe be concerned that I'm going too fast. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I knew the moment I crossed that first, like where pe- where that app was going to be notified, where all my oh, people yeah. were watching, I knew they were going to be or pissed at me, right? <laughs> like, like Gabrielle is doing something stupid right now, like yeah. stupid to come to the 5k, like, 20 minutes like mm-hmm. i was i was cruising and and each distance i got i was like you know what i feel i felt i felt good and i had one of my teammates with me dennis shout out to him yep, i didn't expect dennis. he said he said he was running 255 and i was like dennis i'll see you at the end like you know what like he was like anywhere between 255 and three and i he just we didn't even have to say anything right he just mm-hmm. we just ran next to each other and it and somehow we I was like, just in my head, I was like, just make it to 13 miles with him. Just make it halfway with him. And, and, mm-hmm. and you're, you're golden, right? Yeah. We make it to the half and I'm like, oh my God, I am, let's go. Like we're <laughs> feeling good. He was pumped. Like he's just like making the crowd just, yeah. and I was, 
you are the person he was running his 21st marathon and this was my first so i was like if anyone i need to stick with it's gonna be him yeah i was gonna say if you if you had an experienced marathon finisher next to you like he would be the guy you'd want to run yeah. next to and carry you through the whole race like yep. i wish i had that like that's yeah. so cool I'm, even, i was so thankful for that yeah so thankful yeah and then you say like because he was pumping up the crowds and he was having a good time i so i was there photographing a crew and i was with boogie down bronx at mile 20 21 and then that's when i saw you two and yeah no. he's like having a grand old time like he is not even phased no. running like 255 pace ready to go oh. this is like towards the, the 21 mile 2021 20, yeah. he's just having fun and yeah. like that was so cool to see and then y'all running next to each other and you both are having fun it was great to catch y'all when i did um and yeah okay and then so you brought this up is that he was running a 255 goal um yeah. i know you mentioned at some point he told you what you were on pace to do walk me through yeah. what he told you walk me through the time and then the how you finished the marathon and what that meant yeah to you. yeah um we i said just hang on with him until because i was feeling good right so mm-hmm. i knew like i know my body pretty well so i was like okay well i feel good i asked a few times like we were good enough to talk to each other for oh, the nice. first half like wow. we were having casual like it felt good right i was mm-hmm. really and he was pumping up the crowd and he knew he's run this marathon i can't remember how many times he said like five six times already so he was always just being like okay like we have a, we have a turn up here we have an uphill wow. here use this down the, the perfect I mean, guide the it perfect was, guide i mean truly like i i don't know what i would have done if i didn't have him running with me up until he did and and that's why i was like stay with him as long as possible when while i'm feeling good right like don't mm-hmm. die mm-hmm. but stay with him while you're feeling good and i was and when we got to the half marathon, and the half marathon, mind you, I, again, I was ignorant, right, to, to what this course looked like. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew New York, but I didn't know that mile 13.1 is on top of the, one of the bridges, like, on the mm-hmm. very top of that bridge. And I was like, oh, man. And as we're going up it, he's like, if we hit 128, like, we are, we are golden. Like, if we're at 128, like, we've got room, we've got a couple minutes, you know, yeah. to to get under sub three and I and in my head I was thinking in my head I was thinking holy crap like this could be I didn't even dream I didn't even dream of running sub three because that's what people that's what people like dream of getting right like yep. a, as a marathoner that's like me running sub five in high school and tell, in the month. tell me about it that's uh yeah tell me you're yeah you're yes tell me yeah. about it um, no it's like cool. that that barrier I knew was it's no e- it's no easy feat that's what people work years for right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. never once when people are asking my time was I ever gonna say yeah I want to break three because I knew not that I didn't deserve it but I knew that that's not where where I felt ready nor mm-hmm. nor wanting to even attempt that and when he was like yeah we're at 128 like we in my mind I was like holy crap like this could be you know, no one knows what's going to happen when you tow that line, mm-hmm. but nowhere in my mind did I think that I was going to come through mile 13.1 with a time of the, the time of 257 looming, you know, at that finish line like that, yeah. that it didn't freak me out. It definitely energized me, but it was also yeah. like, I'm, I'm surpassing my goals already. Like yeah. how this couldn't get any better. Like mm-hmm. I was like, this, this is beyond anything I dreamt of. So we stayed and you know it and I stayed with him all the way up until 
mile 22, mile 22. And at mile 22, we were, he was like, oh, thank, again, thank God for him. I didn't know what to expect going up first Ave and turning in. And again, it was having that personal coach. Like he was like, <laughs> yo, like the race isn't over yet. Like you still got fifth Ave and, and, you know, it was really great to have him. But I think because we had had such an unspoken run together mm -hmm. that when it hit mile 22 and he was feeling good, I was just like, we did, I don't even think I said anything and it wasn't in a bad way. I think just yeah. he knew it was my race to do. And it was his race to, uh, at that point, like we had yeah. stayed with each other more than we had. He was like, I've never stayed with anyone this long. And I was like, thank you. So <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate the first time <laughs> the first like, right. for this long. Yeah. Right. And I was like, go. So he, he, you know, he took off and, and that was so great. So I was like, you know, my last, like, I'll see you with the finish. And, uh -huh. and when it got to mile 22, so, so then you, you know, it, it came that point of, all right, this is when, this is when I think I'm hitting the wall. I knew I was hitting the wall and I was like, here we go. Here we go. So knowing that I was going to do sub three, I think for most people, that would be the point where they like grit down and they're like, I will do everything to yeah. get sub three. For some reason in my mind, I thought, <laughs> I've got so much time, not in a cocky way, like a, a way mm -hmm. of, I have so much time to, to spare because I'm already running my A plus 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 goal. Mm -hmm. That if I run, if I even walked at this point, like I would still be running three, you know, like I knew mm -hmm. that whatever that time was, it was going to surpass whatever. So I wasn't even worried that if something had happened, mm -hmm. I wasn't going to get sub three because I was just so pumped that I was even there at mile 22. Yeah. That it, but I think that if, if I look back in my race strategy, that probably was my downfall, right? Because I was so just like ecstatic that I made it that far because I mm -hmm. never run that distance. I definitely think when I started to hit the wall, I, I, I dialed a huge mm -hmm. amount back, like a huge amount back just because I knew at that point I wasn't going to get sub three, but I knew that mm -hmm. that time was going to be amazing. So I knew that if I, as long as I didn't, I just kept telling myself, just don't pass out. Just whatever you do, just whatever you do, like you're so close to being done yeah. that just, just don't pass out and just like finish. And you're going to get a time that you've never dreamt of. Mm -hmm. So, so I definitely hit that wall and, and thank God for Brooklyn track club and the teams that were on fifth Ave, but like, yeah, yeah. I will never look at fifth Ave the same. <laughs> yeah. I'll never. Yeah. So I haven't ran the New York city marathon, but I have ran fifth fifth Ave at this point a handful of times now and yeah I would say it's one thing running it just during a long run and then it's another a whole different thing which I have yet to experience mm -hmm. running it uh in a marathon setting it after mile 22 you know so um can't say I've experienced that but um if I had to guess it's it's not as fun as it is um no. if you're just running it casually but yeah yeah it was um, wild so congratulations on that note. Um, congratulations. Yeah, that was a huge day. Um, the city really lightened up. Um, it, it was just an ecstatic, a wonderful experience, even for me to say as a spectator, as a photographer, as a runner on the sideline, cheering everybody on. It was such a great day. Um, yeah. yeah. And then I, again, I remember seeing you and like yeah. the team and like people out there. And yeah, y'all were doing just fine. You're 
all smiles, all, all <laughs> joy. Like it was so cool just to see yeah. um, the number of people there. Yeah. yeah doing the I think you caught me. I think actually the picture that you got me was uh, the last, probably like giant smile. <laughs> the I last had, like, smile. <laughs> that was the last the smile. Was, wow. That photo was that, that moment was really like, I think, I think you captured that last, like true, like wow. I, I was, I mean, I was happy all the way through like, man, yeah. like I've never, that race was indescribable. I definitely think that photo that you got me. <laughs> But definitely my last, like I was raising my hand. I had full grain. Like that was probably the last time that I really had that energy to, mm -hmm. to give that out. But that was pure joy. I mean, that, that, that picture so really cool. captured. It was, it was incredible. Like that picture really meant so much to so me cool. also. So thank, thank you. you for that. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, wow. That's so cool to hear. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you. Um, again, yes. Congratulations. Uh, so, okay. What did your, so Walk me through your first thought now when you cross that finish line and then with your family, friends, sister, walk me through that experience. Um, again, running your completing your first marathon, yeah. going the distance, exceeding expectations. Yeah. Um, just what, what was what was going through your thought, your, your feelings in that moment? Yeah, um, I'm still living like I I'm cloud, living cloud nine. You haven't left cloud nine. Yeah, today. I'm still living and I'm almost like going through denial. I think I'm going through the phases of denial, right? Okay, like yeah. of, of like of death, grief in a way that the marathon's <laughs> over. Like I, yeah. I think I'm in the denial phase of grief that uh that it's over. Uh mm -hmm. I'm I've been I've been looking at the pictures and just uh, the most of the photos that I have besides a few from select amazing photographers like you guys on the course I have the other photos I have are all from the finish line which <laughs> show what and a totally different like your picture like I say was one of the last that was really smiling because the rest of the pictures that tell my story are from that last mile which mm. which say something completely different in my face like my face is is like pleading to see that finish line like it, it was it was no longer smiles it was I'm, I'm, I'm half smiling because holy shit, I'm almost done, but like yeah. I'm dying inside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and to cross that finish line was, I mean, it was indescribable. And I tried to take it in the best I could, but I also was like, I couldn't feel my legs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like my legs had, my legs had become bricks at that point. But I remember one of my teammates, uh, Will, who was trying to run sub three or just at three, he started behind me and he ended up passing me in the last like 800 meters, which was so cool to see, right? He tapped me mm. on the shoulder and I was like, holy, like, holy, <laughs> what is going on? Like, you go. Who, like, who, who was that? that right, like, ran, and, and yeah. he, he ran past me and there's actually the photo line finishes where he's standing right at that finish line because he had finished about a minute ahead of me, uh, just waiting for me, like, hands oh, cool. up, nice. just, like, waiting for me to finish. And the I, I mean, I can't even, it was just one teammate, right? But that was the coolest experience to, to have someone that I've trained with stand there at the finish line for mm -hmm. me. And like, we just like hugged and <laughs> apologies to, there's, I think I select like five teammates that all passed me the last mile. But like, I was, I'm thinking back and I was telling my family this in my delirious, uh, like apologizing to those and they know who they are. Mm -hmm. The, my mouth at the end of that, like the, the words that came out of my mouth in the post excitement delirium, I don't think I've, I don't think I've cursed more wow. in my life, but it was like, you know, it was that, 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 oh my God, I hurt. Holy crap. I'm on top of the world. Like, I think I said all the curse words in the book mm -hmm. in the most excited way. And I think they're just looking at me like, it's okay, Gabrielle, <laughs> you're, you're good. Like, yeah, you like, don't you're fine. To, 
yeah <laughs> but it was uh it was amazing we we all finished like right around each other some of them had because nice. right because i was right on that cusp right of breaking three so mm-hmm. some of them had had broken three which was huge and and some of them had just still gone all prs every single person mm-hmm. that was around me in the finish had gone prs and that was i mean that was incredible like it's thirty thousand runners and the fact that even in my finish line where there were you know a couple people like, i still had teammates around me that got to mm-hmm. see that yeah. that we like waddled our way to the finish you know that yep. exit yep. You have that shared, shared experience right there. Yeah. yeah, that was, I mean, it was incredible. I mean, I can't imagine any other race where you can have that, where you have your teammates and then your family at the end. I mean, I was, I was, I was just on top of the world at that point. I, and they knew that too. I think my family was like, we didn't know what to expect from you, but they saw me and they were just like, wow. <laughs> like what, what Gabrielle, like they all knew I was trying to do like three twenties and then yeah. here I am like three Oh two. And they were just really, really like so exact. I mean, I think I was a little worried, um, mm. for my sister, uh, cause mm. I was like, Ooh, I I'd be her PR. And I was like, here we oh, go. Wow. Here's, that, here's that competitiveness. And yeah. even she was just like, you are insane, like incredible. Like, yes. and that, even that fear of her, like, not like anyone could be mad at that but you know like she means the world the one that got me into marathoning to begin with Mm -hmm. like she was the person I was most scared to tell that I signed up for the marathon so I was like oh like this is gonna start our rivalry again and even she was just like you're insanely amazing and I was just like nice oh that means the world to me yeah that's great. Wow. That, that is cool. Honestly, I want to end it there. I want to just, that's it. Like that's a wrap. That's the show. Um, but I, okay. Yeah. Honestly, I'd really do an end it there, but what I do want to ask is what's, what's next. Um, I think you, if I, if I'm reading between the lines, you're encouraging your sister to run New York city next, right? Is it the plan to run together? Um, what, what's right now in the moment, what are you trying to do? What's, what's, what's next? Um, for you and for your sister and and yeah just what's next what's next um knowing my pattern I think I'm gonna go back to my roots and I just had the most incredible experience I think I'm gonna tone it back a little bit and go back to that community small you know small Mm -hmm. group running and get back to that um I think I signed up I think literally yesterday I signed up for a New York Roadrunners race but nowhere close to the marathon but uh I'm gonna go back to my small my small roots of those those distances (laughs) the smaller races because that was insane and I don't want anything to compare to that experience right now but Mm -hmm. the next I will hands down do New York next year if possible and I will get my sister to do that with me and the goal would hopefully be to yeah what more badass would it be than to cross the finish line with my twin sister like that Mm -hmm. would be that would be the ultimate goals so she's gonna run boston in april i'm gonna help her as best i can to get to where she wants to be and hopefully by 2022 when new york is next year that we can run together that would be Mm -hmm. i mean that would be the cherry on top to to our running career by far nice yeah Yeah, that'd be that would be really cool um all right thank you um yeah. again congratulations um yeah it was it, again really really cool experience and thank you for sharing the story and walking me through the journey the experiences it really was a pleasure to have you on the show and to talk to you um so yeah thank you again thanks for having me oh it was incredible <laughs> all right um
Yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing what you do next. I'm sure we'll run together soon, meet up with the crew. Um, looking forward to that. Now that I know that you have a history of this being a tra all, track star, All-American, D1, breaking <laughs> records, like now that I know, I'm going to look out for you now at the next workout and I'll be like, all right, now I got to keep up. Like you're going to be my next person. Yeah. All right. No, thank you again. Um, this was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, all right. Stay tuned. More to come. As always, stay for the stories. All right. We're good.